good Tuesday morning and welcome to the Lady Life Podcast. Yes, 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 we are celebrating Black history. And today we celebrate another extraordinary lady that is doing some extraordinary work. So ladies, today, Onira Tare Parham has joined the Lady Life Podcast. And <laughs> as many of you know, yes, she is no stranger to the podcast. In fact, some of you may remember her amazing message, your self-care is in your purpose. Y'all remember that? That was one of the most top-rated podcasts, y'all. So I know oh, y'all wow. So yes, that was back in 2021. And if, look, you're listening today and you've never heard that message. Go back to the podcast. Look for that message title, Your Self-Care is in Your Purpose, because it was amazing. And so let me tell you a little bit about Onira. So Onira uh, is a wife. She is a television and film actress a voiceover artist, and I'm going to add a speaker, y'all. She is a phenomenal speaker. She is a believer and a mama of a miracle. And I've shared a little bit of her story, but just listen. All right, her little sweet daughter spent 299 days in the NICU from birth with major respiratory challenges. Listen to this, defying all of the odds against her. She is now thriving and active and a lovable sweet girl how old is uh amaya now nira you know what she will be five this month that's I, what i thought we can't it's amazing yeah <laughs> yes five this month and so listen onira has been blessed to witness and experience the power of god firsthand through the miracles god has performed through her child and continues to perform she cherishes any and every moment she has to encourage others through their own trials, to spread the good news of her daughter's testimony and the power of Jesus Christ. And so, ladies, today I'd like to focus on memoirs, uh, the life of extraordinary Black women. And so I've asked Onira to come and share three key points that she would write in her memoir. And so she is here today. Ladies, join me in welcoming Onira back to the podcast. Welcome, Onira. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. Thank you for that wonderful introduction as well. I'm so blessed to be back. It's always awesome to be in your presence and just be able to share with the ladies. I'm just so grateful for this platform and all that you continue to do so that we can commune, you know, together and, you know, share testimonies and just encourage each other. So thank you for the opportunity to be here. Yes, yes. So beautiful and well said. That's what it's about. Encouraging one another. That is the Lady Life Network. Yes. Um, and so, yes. Oh, Nira, look, I just want you to <laughs> jump in. Share those three key points because I know you have um, something inspirational to share with the ladies. Well, thank you. You know, you um, invited me here and, and with that topic, it certainly had me thinking, you know, um, sometimes we're all in the present sometimes, you know, and it just said, let me go back a little bit. But I, I thought the focus uh, today of what I would be talking about overall, it would be about faith. You know, um, we know faith is about moving our feet, moving forward, no matter how we feel or what we see, um, trusting God. And so um, just things I've experienced in my life 
brought me to remembering about, we most of us know about the story of Peter, you know, when he has the opportunity to walk on water, you know, when he sees Jesus out on the water and there were a few things he had to do to make that work. Um, You know, he had to have faith, right? But in that faith, he first had to surrender to God. He had to surrender to Jesus. So he had to make that decision. I'm going to jump out of this, walk out of this boat. Right. And then he had to trust him, you know, that he wouldn't fall down through that water. The only thing we all remember though, is once he took his eyes off of Jesus, he started to sink. And um, that third thing that we always need to remember that we need to have when we have our faith is to keep our focus on God. So today I'm going to talk about surrendering I'm going to talk about trust and I'm going to talk about our focus on God and then just some memories that um, intersect with that of my own life. So I thought about the first pretty much major time that I surrendered my life to God. Um, I was a teenager. I was uh, 16 living in New Jersey at the time. And um, at that time, I had known I wanted to be an actress. I had been doing plays and things like that. And I also sung in our school's choir. And I had a good friend of mine. And one day she sang the choir with me. And one day she was like, oh, Nira, you know what? You should join our um, my church's youth choir. And I was like, um, but I don't go to your church. <laughs> and she was like, that's OK. I just thought it was weird. I was like, well, I don't go to your church. But so I was like, I don't know. You know, and she was like, no, we like we really need people like you should just come. And so, you know, I was hesitant at first. But I went to one of the rehearsals and I loved it and we would rehearse. And then, you know, every fourth Sunday I would show up to that church and we would sing and it would be beautiful and wonderful. And I found myself little by little, you know, um, maybe I was there on that third Sunday, too, you know, and the second Sunday I was ended up spending the night with this friend like on Saturday nights and we would walk up to church you know, that Sunday morning. And so it started out with just being on those youth Sundays. And then it ended up being, you know, beat me going to church more often. And one of those Sundays, one of those four Sundays after we sang, I found myself when the pastor was um, giving the invitation to Christ, I felt that pull, you know, and it was kind of scary. I remember hearing that before, um, the invitation and sometimes being a little hesitant, but it was something about that day that would not let me be that. And so I stepped out of the box and I came down to the front and I gave my life to Christ and I asked to be baptized as well. And it was just a really beautiful moment of surrender. Like, I don't know what this means, Lord, but I know you love me. I know I love you. I know I feel something special. And so all right, I'm going to take this step forward. And, and it was beautiful. Um, and that was my first moment of surrender, beginning my journey on this like relationship um, that I have been building with God as his, as his daughter. And so I went to school, to college, really right immediately after that. And I will say after that surrender, I still went down a long and windy road. <laughs> I will suggest to anybody when you're surrendering, your life to Christ or just any circumstance to seek him as well. You know, um, it can be easy to get uh, caught up in the throes of life. But what I learned, honestly, not until my 30s, I wish I had known when I was 16 to do this, but was to find my true 
identity in Christ, you know, not in what other people were saying about me or wanting the approval here or the love there. That is what I got caught up in much of um, of my life after that. But that first surrender, there was nothing like it. And I know God was there with me. And I know even down the long, windy roads, he was still with me, just like when Peter got out that boat. I'm sure it was scary for him, too, but he did it anyway. And so that's one of my first memories. Um, that's an important memory to me. And I thought it was wonderful that God actually used um, a gift of mine that honestly, I, of singing, that I had suppressed for so long. I'm actually now getting back into nurturing that part of me. But he decided, he said, I'm going to use something that she loves to lure her, to draw her near to me. And as silly as it sounded for me to go to someone else's church and just join their choir. <laughs> I did it, but it was it was his leading and his calling. And so I say that to anybody out there, you may find that, you know, your gifts, those things that are effortless to you that you love to do, God will use those things to draw you near. So don't um don't be afraid, you know, um they are gifts that he gave you as well. So um I just thought it was really interesting. So there were many um unfortunate lies, I believe, do you know, insecurities, even about that gifting. But God thought it was that special enough, you know, to use that to say, this is how I'm going to bring you close to me. And so it was amazing. So just know that your gifts are out there for your purpose uh, um, and he will use them to draw you near to him, um, especially in those times of surrender. So that would be my first um, memory. Um, and secondly, this leads me to what we talked about, just trust, right? Um, trusting God. Um, when Peter got on that water, he had to trust him, like, I'm not going to fall. And so fast forward many, many years later, I am married, enjoying life. And um, this was in uh, 2015. And my husband and I got pregnant. And it was the most just beautiful, you know, moment, as you can imagine, you know, our first child, and we had just already been talking and planning and, and everything. And we ended up going to a doctor's appointment. And unfortunately, the sonogram was showing that our baby's heart was no longer beating. And we had had a miscarriage. And it was, oh, it was, um, it was tough. Uh, that was one of the very first times in my life that I, I had suffered loss. Um, I had grown up with um, my parents, you know, things in my life had generally gone pretty well, um, even, you know, with it, with general ups and downs. But this was the first thing that kind of really was a gut punch for me. And, and it was for my husband as well. So it was very, very hurtful. Um, I certainly had to work through those emotions. I, there was a point where I was, I was upset. I was angry with God because I didn't understand how he allowed me to go through this type of pain, but you understand it later. But anyhow, um, I'll connect it to about a year later after we had the miscarriage, a cousin, a cousin of mine invited me to her daughter's birthday party. She was turning one. And so we were celebrating. She's like a cousin's like my sister. So it was wonderful. We were so excited. And there were lots of people there. And I remember the, being there and I was sitting on the couch and there was a someone there who was there with their newborn baby and she was just snuggling on him and he was so beautiful. And I just had this, oh, this thing that that hit me, you know, in my belly. Um, I was certainly happy for her and happy for my cousin and all those beautiful babies running around. But I had realized in that moment 
if my baby had survived, she would have been with me. You know, it would have been maybe she might have been a couple months old and she would be there with me. And so I ended up going home. I felt somber. I was trying to fight it. And I was like, why do I feel this way? Like, I'm happy for them. You know, what is going on? And so I got home. And I happened to be home. My husband wasn't home at the time, but I just, I just broke down and I cried and I was in the kitchen and I just cried and I just prayed. And I just said, Lord, like, help me, help me. I don't know how to get over this pain. Like you, you have to do something, you know, I don't know what to do. Um, And so maybe about, I, I got it out. And literally about 10 minutes later, um, I, we had dogs at the time and they were in the backyard. So I went to the back door to go let them back inside, call them back in. And I open the door and there's this beautiful, tiny, gorgeous hummingbird just sitting there looking at me, staring at me, flying with these beautiful wings that go however many hundreds of miles an hour they go. And I was mesmerized and I was just like, it wasn't scared. It didn't, you know, birds don't just kind of hang around you, you know, and it was probably for a good five seconds. And if you can imagine, that's a long time for a, a bird, even let alone a hummingbird to just sit there. And it was looking at me and then, you know, it was just, it's just like a peaceful moment and it flew away. And I said, hmm. Now what that, it was just, it was special. And I said, what does that mean? So it prompted me to look up what hummingbirds represent. Come to find out they represent things of joy. They represent healing, um, you know, that challenging times are over and that healing can begin. They represent hope. And I said, okay, Lord, wow. Like I felt that that was a sign from him. I had prayed literally 10 minutes before you know, in anguish. And he sent that little sweet baby bird to let me know that everything was going to be okay. And in that moment, I said, okay, I'm going to trust you, Lord. Trust. Okay. And, you know, you never know how much you have to trust God until you're in situations where you do, you feel desperate or you feel um, in this down place. And so that was one of the first places where it was like, okay, I know you're with me, Lord, like where I felt his presence, you know, you can't, negate a sign like that. And so I had peace moving forward. And I was like, it's everything's going to be okay. And so this leads me to my third uh, point and moment, uh, uh, maybe about a year and a half after that moment, my husband and I got pregnant again. And it was yet again, another beautiful moment. And uh, we just remembered uh, that hummingbird um, always. I told him about that story. And and so, I mean, with this pregnancy, I was like, look, God has us, okay? Like, we trust him. I trust him. Like, we're going to have this beautiful child and everything is going to be wonderful. And so about, about mid-pregnancy, we went in to find out if we were having a boy or a girl. And uh, yet again, another moment where we're getting this ultrasound and there's this quietness and we're like, okay, we kind of recognize what this is, but this can't be what we're thinking. And so we just received just detrimental news. Basically, they told us that our child would not survive outside of the womb. And it was the most just gut-wrenching thing you could ever imagine. I just wailed. <laughs> and I'm sure they heard me all down the halls because I was so sure, um, so sure, God, you, you've got us. You've got this baby. So what do you mean? 
what do you mean? And so me and my husband had a pretty crazy 24 hours just of trying to understand, of crying, of tears, of much um, just anguish. And um, and then we sought some wise counsel and um, we decided, you know what, we're going to trust God. He didn't send that hummingbird for anything. His word says, <laughs> has so many promises for us, and we're going to choose to believe. He chose us to be this, this child's parents. So that's what we're going to do. Um, and so we decided to move forward. And let me tell you, the seeking begun. We decided we were not going to focus on the circumstances. And every time we go into an appointment, them trying to tell us something, we decided we were going to focus on what God said. And so it led us to, and me, on such a very personal journey to seek God, to seek his character, what he says about himself, how faithful he is so that I can know I can believe it. We're too touch and agree. You know, if you if you pray and you believe it without a doubt, you you know, it will be given to you. All of these things we touch and agree on so many promises. We even looked up promises specifically about what they were trying to say about our child. And we spoke the opposite of, uh, and basically spoke what God said. And so it was such, um, uh, it was a wild journey. It's hard to describe it because you have all of these um, negative things coming at you, but at the same time, I had such like a peace and joy because I trusted God that much and because I kept my focus on him. So thank God, um, you know, there were times when, you know, our daughter, she was born, as you said, Kim, she spent 299 days in the NICU. We didn't even expect that. I'll be honest. I believe so hard for God that I just knew my baby was coming home. Everything that they said, it was like, that's just not true. And so we still had a very arduous journey, many ups and downs, things that we've seen. You would not want any parent to see for their child, but you know what? We would see what we saw and we would speak the word and we would say, God, you said this. You, we, we would remind God of those things that he said. And that was how we focused on him. That's how we kept our eyes on him, on that water, you know. And there were times, yes, when it looked crazy, but somehow we, we might have sunk a little bit, but we figured it out um, uh, um, to keep our eyes stayed on him. And that was how we continued to walk in faith. And as I shared with you earlier, Kim, our daughter's going to be five. This month, you know, and we truly believe that as the word says, because of our faith, she was made whole. And that was a promise that we spoke over her as well. And because we believe, but our faith required us to surrender to him. We were in a situation where you can't control that. There's nothing you can do. You can't tap your belly. You can't take any vitamins. You can't do something that's going to change what these doctors are saying. So all we had to do, all we could do was rely on God. And you don't want to have to be in a desperate situation like that to, to um, seek him. I suggest you do it much sooner um, um, so that you are prepared even more so if there is anything that tries to come to knock you off of your feet. But it was the most phenomenal experience and journey. And yes, it was tough and it was hard. And there's still some memories. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I feel so far apart from them, but that's the beauty of God too. But it's like, they actually happened, but it only, we only, I only survived it because of my faith, but it was because I surrendered it all to him. I, I, I gave, um, 
our daughter to him. It is like she's in your hands. There's nothing else we can do. And I'm going to trust your word that what you said is true, Lord God. I'm going to trust you that much. And I'm going to keep my eyes on you. And that's what we did. That's what I did. And, and, um, it led to much peace and much joy. And our sweet baby girl is running around. She's in, I'm homeschooling her right now <laughs> and she's loving it. I am. And we're literally making all of the mommy daughter moments, you know, that I had prayed for, you know, when she was in my belly. And so, um, yeah, those are just a few things I guess I probably would put in a memoir. Um, they probably would be much more stretched out in detail, <laughs> especially this last part with her journey. Um, but I'm just so grateful to God. I couldn't be more grateful that he kept every single one of his promises. You know, that's Psalm 91. Ooh, that's one I prayed. We said over her every day. And it, it's, it, it's, is true. Like we dwelled in the house of the Lord and we rested, 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 rested under the shadow of the almighty. He gave us peace. And it says his faithfulness is your shield and rampart. So you don't have to be afraid. You know that he is a faithful, we knew he's a faithful God. And so we knew he would get us through. I mean, there's just, I, I could go on the list of how many, um, scriptures that we spoke and, um, and focused on, um, that kept us going, but that, that's, that's really, um, what I wanted to share today. You know, you can, you can surrender to God, you can trust him, but if you don't focus, if you take your eyes off of him, you will sink, you know? And I, I think about our situation. That's a situation like, it's just impossible. It's an impossible situation. Um, you are looking to do nothing but sink, but the way I stayed afloat, me and my husband, was simply by keeping our eyes on God. And um, and he did it. And I know he, he'll do it for you too. <laughs> that is so good, Anira. Ladies, surrender, trust, and faith. That is so awesome. That is so inspiring. And you know, Onira, Lady O. Yes. Um, I am waiting on that book. And I know that oh. it is... <laughs> <laughs> ladies it's coming Look, I am too I know it's coming and you know what Kim let me say one more thing I gotta I gotta give this full circle moment okay and this is something I probably would say for the book but I'm gonna go ahead and share it on this podcast um Amaya our daughter her name is Amaya Miracle Grace we decided she was going to be a miracle my husband said that so he said that's gonna be in her name but so she she just to give a scope in the NICU you know she had a trach in her her tracheostomy which is a tube in your neck that helps you breathe she was on a ventilator she was on an oxygen she ate off of a g-tube um a, a tube out of her belly and all of those things have been removed our child is no longer medically dependent on all of those medicines, on any tube. It is literally the impossible. God, he did it. Nobody else did it. Doctors still to this day look when we come into appointments and they're like, they don't, they can't even explain it. But what I want to share with you is this trust factor. I'm so grateful that I stayed focused on him because literally the day we came home um, that her trach was removed, that was the final thing where it was like, hallelujah, God, like she is breathing on her own. She is doing this um, because of you. We came home that, that next day from the hospital after the trach was removed and we were home for maybe about 10 or 15 minutes. And I kid you not, I went, just happened to be in the kitchen, went to that back door, that same back door I told you all about earlier. And there was another hummingbird. 
another hummingbird. Might have not been the same one. Y'all, God sent me another hummingbird. And you know what that hummingbird, that was confirmation for that hummingbird that I had seen years before. God said, see, that's it. It's your joy, your hope, the healing, everything. It, it all came to pass. I told you everything was going to be okay. See? And all I could do was just tear up. I mean, I just, it was, it was the most beautiful full circle uh, moment. And so for anyone out there, I will say too, who's been through a miscarriage or challenges with your children's health or have a child in the NICU or who's been in, in the NICU, God is with you. Let me tell you, you may not see the hummingbird in front of you, but I'm telling you, his spirit is there. He is close as he is as close as your breath. And, um, I'm just grateful to be able to share that. Um, and I pray it encourages someone truly. That is beautiful. And ladies, that is the beauty of God. Like he is mm -hmm. always with us, right? He is always with us, no matter what we go through. And so the word that sticks out in my mind is um, O'Neill shares um, some of her uh, stories and experiences um, that she has had. Uh, when I think of surrender, when I think of trust, when I think of faith, when I think of that full circle, you know, um, I think of the word restoration, God mm. is a God that restores. He redeems. He restores. Yes, right? he does. You go through these things in life and it's, you know, it's it's all for a purpose. Whatever mm -hmm. you're going through, whenever you experience these things, it's all for a purpose and a great plan. And I just, you know, restoration, restoration is coming for some of you that are even listening um, to this podcast because our God is a God that restores. Yes, he does. Yes, yes. he does. Yes. And, Go ahead. Yeah. And I will say, you know, that experience, you know, of, of Amaya being in the hospital and, and that, that like intent focus I had to put on God to like survive really, you know, it was just the most amazing thing. And, but during that time, God also stripped me of things, you know, in learning more about him and seeking him. He was able to show me, you know, trickery of the enemy, insecurities that I had, lies, things that were not true. And it made me stronger in him. And it actually showed me my true identity in him that I am chosen. I'm loved. I'm qualified. I'm equipped to handle everything, you know, that he's already given me to do. And so it made it it not only was a testament in restoration for our child and her health but but for my spirit and my soul and those things that i needed um to be a stronger woman in christ you know and i'm i'm blessed so it, it, we go through things you're right it is for a purpose and you think why did i uh have that miscarriage or why did this but god he uses everything your no tear is in vain. Um, he, he he sees everyone and he uses it to make us better, to make us stronger so that we can be even me here on this podcast, you know, <laughs> um, encouraging or touching someone else. So um, I encourage you all to continue to stay strong and, and just keep your eyes stayed on him and he will give you perfect peace. Beautiful memoirs, the life of extraordinary black women. And you can hear why, um, Onira is extraordinary. And so, um, oh, as I you, said, as, as soon as that book comes out, ladies, <laughs> you will hear about it. Trust me, we're going to have Onira back and we're going to talk about this book. And so thank you, Onira, for joining the podcast. 
Thank you, Kim, for having me. I'm I'm really grateful, really blessed. I will say too, I will also um to honor our daughter's fifth birthday, uh, we will soon be having a an auction. She does painting, and we had an auction in our, in the past to raise funds for the hospitals that cared for her. And so we're gonna do that in honor, honor of her fifth birthday as well. And so I'll be sharing information about that soon too, if anyone wants to support. Awesome. Most definitely. You know, I want to be there and I am definitely going to share that information. Thank you, Kim. Thank yes. you so much. Awesome. 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 So exciting. That little sweet pea. You know, I love her to pieces. Oh my goodness. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> that's her new nickname, sweet pea. Yes. yes, that's my sweet pea. Well, listeners, I am so glad that you tuned in today. As always, thank you for listening. I hope that you have enjoyed today's podcast. And we'll join for more Tuesday morning inspiration, all right? And remember, keep living your best life unto the Lord. Keep learning life's most valuable lessons and keep creating positive change within your communities. Bye for now and have a blessed day.